0: Welcome to Be Lifted Up Be lifted Up with the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker and author, Alfred Edmund Jr. And your co-host, life coach and author, D. Marshall. It's Be
1: Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. My name is D.C. Marshall and my co-host over here is
0: Alfred Edmund Jr.
1: And um, this is a show about faith and finance. So if you've been here before, you know, we like to talk about and chop it up on everything money, wealth, finance for our people, for our community. And because we are believers, the producer is, and we love God, we Are bold and unapologetic about it. You know the Bible says that God gives us the ability to create wealth, and so we are uh, no shame and no shade about being believers and being big, big advocates for doing well financially and living well and living richly. So today's show is a super sweet. We always have fabulous shows. We always have fabulous guest. And so, Alfred, yeah, why don't you share yeah. what well, today's we are talking show, about today?
0: Today's show, D is right in the pocket of what Be Lifted Up Radio has been about since we started doing this show. Uh, it, it, we talk about wealth in all its forms, family, lifestyle, uh, relationships, but in this case, we're talking about financial wealth and maximizing the potential to build wealth. We're talking about investing, closing the wealth gap. We talk about abundant life. We talk about faith and finance, And this show is really all about that. We're talking about investing and closing the wealth gap and tapping into your God-given potential to build wealth. Listen, we're looking at the stock market, you know, being kind of tumultuous right now. Um, We're talking about entering a bear market. Um, We're talking about the possibility of recession. We're talking about the changes that we've experienced coming through the pandemic and the pandemic within the pandemic. But here's the deal. The the principles of wealth creation over time pretty much stay the same if you stay the course. Listen, we have the perfect guest, both Dee and I know her, love her, respect her, admire her work and her expertise. We're talking about Cassandra Cummings, financial advisor and the founder of the Stocks and Stiletto Society. Cassandra, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me today, Alfred and Dee. I really appreciate you bringing me on today.
0: Now, as usual, it happens every week, almost. Um, I'm like, I know Cassandra. Dee, let me introduce you to Cassandra. He's like, I know Cassandra already. <laughs> and, you know, Dee could obviously weigh in, but you just recently um, moderated a session for us at the Black Enterprise Women of Power Summit. That was an amazing session. Uh, you know, I ran up to you right after the session and said, great job. <laughs> Um, and what you do with stocks and stiletto is very well known to the Black Enterprise audience, Um, but Dee's always like, nah, you're not going to one-up me. I know Cassandra, too. (laughs) I think
1: every guest, we know. You have the sparring, like, Or they know us, but sometimes we fight over like, well, who's really our friends? Like, no, actually, pretty much. So, um, But in any event, you know what? I think that says before we get started that our community is um, a super sweet community. I think that's really it. I think the community that we play and the roles that all of us hold, um, they're multifaceted. And there's a lot of love and admiration and respect. And we all play in big spaces. So um, that's super sweet versus you know celebrity different from brands and influencers there's there's distance right but in our space of experts and Um, subject matter experts and or influencers or CEOs it's very much a close-knit community so um, but that said we want to clear the time and the space for you to chat um, with us and and to share and so uh, Alfred loves this space so I'll let him leave he likes all the finance people like okay Alfred. so
0: Cassandra knows how I am. She knows how I am. But before we get started, I'd like you to go a little bit deeper into who you are, how you came to do what you do, the Stocks and Stiletto Society, why that's so important. Um, Let's let's give our audience a little bit more background about what you do, what your passion is, and why, in my opinion, you are one of the perfect guests. Of course, Dee and I love all our guests, but a perfect (laughs) guest would be Lifted Up Your Guide to Living an Abundant Life.
2: Yes, yes. I do remember that event too out there um, in Newark. Um, It was an amazing event and it left me feeling very filled and I took some some amazing takeaways for that from my event. But just to quickly tell you who I am, I'm Cassandra Cummings, founder of the Stocks and Stiletto Society. Over 100,000 Black women investors are a part of my community and we really talk about um, the stock market and a lot of different, you know, a myriad of investing topics that have to do with real estate, um, investing in startup companies, angel investing, things like that to really maximize and build a foundation of wealth. This wealth talk, wealth journey is so important for our community. And um, I feel really honored and blessed to be able to walk this path and lead fearlessly a band of women to economic prosperity. So I'm excited to be here. Um, I have a background in finance. Uh, I was a financial advisor at Merrill Lynch, uh, Bank of America, AIG, as well as MetLife. And I have an undergraduate degree from the University of Southern California in accounting from the Kenneth Leventhal School of Accounting. So I live and breathe this every day and I make it palatable for women who look like me to uh, be comfortable talking about money and investing.
0: I would say even more than palatable, which is why you know I first got to know you because I think you did one of our virtual events. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that was in 2021. And I, I'm not sure, I think I just found you on Instagram. And, and yeah. you know, that's not how <laughs> I found you, but you were so great because you know in this financial space and of course, Black enterprise spends a lot of time trying to communicate investment principles, financial principles. A lot of it is about, you talk about fearlessness, Mm -hmm. taking away the fear and the trepidation about what I don't know and I don't want to look like I don't know. And and you really make it very, very accessible so that people can get on the on ramp of saying, it's okay that I don't know, but it's okay also for me to take steps to learn. Talk to me about your whole approach to making it approachable.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, what I've learned, I was a school teacher in LA Unified School District for seven, uh, actually for four years, I taught seventh grade math. And one thing that I had to do differently was to take traditional tools or traditional methods and really figure out unconventional ways to approach these same subject matters. And I do that with money, right? Money has been around for ages, but how do we actually turn how we view money, how we learn about how money works on its head and really bring a sense of edutainment to money to make it approachable, to make it easy to learn how money works. And when we do that, we see that our bank accounts flourish. We see prosperity within reach. We see these things when it comes to wealth building. And that's really what I bring that's different, I believe, to what other financial educators and so forth are doing out there.
0: And we're going to be talking a lot on this show about investing in the current market. And I I want to point this thing again about fearlessness Um, and faith is is about operating without fear.
3: Yes. And
0: you can't really be a successful investor if you don't, you can't ignore fear, it it exists, but you got to at least be able to manage it in order to make the decisions that's best for you. Talk to me a little bit about this whole idea. You're talking about being a fearless leader, but you're also cultivating people who are fearless and leaving behind the trepidation about even trying to get into it. Cause most of us, too many of us kind of just put our heads in the sand we don't even wanna talk about it.
2: Right, I think there's a great quote by Robert Kiyosaki author of Rich Dad Poor Dad that says, the difference between poor people and rich people is how they manage fear. Mm -hmm. Um, And management of fear is uh, huge because fear gets in the way it wastes time, it makes you make decisions that could really be detrimental to your financial success. And so being fearless and having faith that God's going to take care of me, having faith that I got this, I know I can get this. This isn't rocket science. I'm not trying to, you know, find a solution to a differential or a calculus equation makes it that much more easy to consume and digest when it comes to money. We all need money, right? So why not add an element of, ease and comfort to how we deal with money. It's always been sort of taboo. And now I'm just sort of blowing the cover off on that to let people know like, hey, you can get this too.
1: We are here with none other than the beauty and the brains behind Stocks and Stiletto Society, over 100,000 women worldwide. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about in the first segment um, Cassandra, is making investing palatable. And then um, Alfred stretched that. And I want to even stretch it further. I think what you do for women, and I know a little bit about actually a lot about it because I'm a woman business owner. um, But we also at Diverse and Engage, we have uh, corporate partners where we facilitate masterminds for women um, who are WeBank or NMSDC certified, 2 to $10 million and above. And here's what makes it, and I think you do well, It's community. Women are relational. And that was the piece I just wanted to add, what you do well and what makes it a safe space, like why it is is also that you create community. And so where we have community, um, other women and people who we can trust. So you create um, a community and a safe space where we can trust you, like you look like us. And not only that, I think what you also do well is you created a community where we know where to find other women who are about what we are about. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to share this and I'd love to hear your response to it. You know, one of the things I really had to pray about is me and my judgment. And it was my judgment around women who expensive bags and shoes but don't invest in themselves i really have had issues with that and one year at that same conference at Windrock rule i did a fundraising round i adopted some schools with black femme because i believed in her vision it's so spoke to me you already know where i'm going with this cassandra right yeah it was just oh here's this woman chloe she founded this organization black femme i wanted to donate she made it an easy way for me to donate to young girls in underserved at-risk communities around literacy, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and then I could adopt a whole state. And I did that with my own money. And then I opened it up to, oh, I can use my business platform. This is called a private and public partnership. So I did a fundraising round at that event. And I think we raised like 10,000. I gave her like ten, And then I had added and I could feel myself in judgment about people who are in the room who are, you know, they like to show big receipts and how much money they make and handbags and shoes. And it drives me insane. <laughs> and I think there's a new measure and metric is how much you give away or how much you invest. And so I'm coming back to you, Cassandra. After that, I made a definitive decision that I wanted to be aligned with women who invest Mm-hmm. i wanted to be aligned with women who write checks mm-hmm. and so i think what you're not i think i know what you did is you solved the problem for me is like well where are the women who invest who write yes. checks? not the yeah. women who are attracted like don't talk to me about my shoes my shoes are cute i don't want to talk yeah. about my shoes <laughs> i don't want to talk right. about my shoes right and I had to pray about that and get over it, but like, you feel me, Alfred, Cassandra, do you feel me about handbags?
2: I absolutely feel you. Yes.
1: So so let me, let me give it back to you. So that's what you do well. You make it easy. So if y'all are listening right now and you want to find women who are about wealth building and learning and, and not just handbags and shoes, Cassandra Mm -hmm. has done that. So go.
2: Absolutely. Um, You hit the nail on the head. We have created community and oftentimes I refer to it as a financial sorority because we really focus on money and what we can do to bring more wealth. And economic prosperity to our communities. And the beautiful thing about the community that I've built is that it's collaborative. So no one is trying to, you know, stab someone else in the back. We are really working together as a huge unit to really shift this paradigm when it comes to um, where we are in the economic landscape as Black people and more so as Black women, because our wealth actually pales in comparison to our counterparts. So how do we close that gap? We have to work together as a unit in order to do that. So we write checks, we invest in startup companies Um, last year. And even this year, I invested in five startups, Fresh Bellies, Young Kings, which is a black hair care line for boys um, out of Atlanta. We invested in uh, Sienna Naturals, which is co-founded by Issa Rae. And we really need black women to invest in other black women-led businesses because venture capital is just not available to us. So we got to go to our own in order to do that what better way to get a check from a group of Black women who are going to be heavily invested in your success and the progression of your company, right? And so we need more women who can open up those expensive handbags and write a $10,000 or $50,000 check without blinking. And also being exposed to other investment opportunities like this year, we got exposed to investing in hotels that give residual income. Who would have thought that? Another Black woman brought that opportunity to us. And now we have a group of about 10 women who are banding together to invest in hotels, both stateside and also offshore in places like Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico.
0: You know, Cassandra, D is not the only one that has to do with my judgment issues. And I want to say it's not just women. It's very easy to point to women's designer bags and their designer shoes. But the truth is, a big part of my own education and my years of black enterprise and what we try to communicate is that wealth is not what you can own and buy wealth is what the capacity to invest and give away mm-hmm. because if you can afford to give it away you got a lot of wealth if you can afford to invest you got a lot of wealth so that's an important point to to make and i'm you know i'm glad Dee brought it up because it's a pet peeve of mine too but at the same time as people of faith, we got to give people room and grace. And our job is not to judge them, but to love them and to teach. Which is again, right. a wonderful thing about what we all do in our respective spaces, which is why we, we vibe so well. But, you know, but I also want to, to kind of focus on this idea and make sure our audience understands when we talk about with the wealth gap. And we're mm-hmm. talking about a racial wealth gap in America. And depending on whose numbers you believe, and I think the prevailing number is used most of all, is that the average net worth of a Black household is somewhere at 17000 or less. And the average net worth of a White household is 171000 plus. So basically a 10 to 1 ratio. Now, we didn't create the wealth gap. We could do a whole another series of shows on how that gap came about. But we do have to take some actions on our own to begin to close those wealth gaps um, that exist. And we are born and created with the capacity to create wealth. God gifted us, all of us, with that capacity. So it is very, very important to understand when we talk about closing the wealth gap, that's what we're talking about. And you're right. We can't do it without community. We can't do it without changing the mindset about investing. And most importantly, you can't really be wealthy if you don't have the faith and the capacity to give. Mm -hmm. So you know, talk a little bit about about that, this idea of, again, faith over fear, if you're really going to talk about achieving what is basically a wealthy mindset before you even get into wealth in in, in actuality. Listen, in fact, hold that thought, because I don't want you to have to run out of runway. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) guys, we're going to bring it back after this break. You're listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life with me, Alfred Edmund Jr., and my co-host, and partner and you know i want to say partner in crime let's say partner in grace <laughs> dc marshall and we're here with cassandra cummings of the stocks and stiletto society we'll be right back
3: announcing the mocha podcast network
0: Okay, before I rush this into break, I really talked about developing the mindset and the capacity to give as a measure of wealth. And so I want to talk about that, this whole idea of faith over fear and just even having the confidence to say I can afford to give. I can afford to ask other people in my network to give. Uh, Similar to what uh, Dee talked about with her experience, I have a mentee, my youngest current mentee who's 16 years old, name is Dorothy Jean Tillman. She's working on her doctorate in behavioral health as a 16-year-old at Arizona State University, but she also has her own company, is the Dorothy Genius Team Leadership Institute out of Chicago, and she literally took a contingent of her staff to Ghana, um, where she was also given an investiture by, in, by you know one of the royal families in Ghana, a big, big deal. But I, she was at, you know, as a supporter. I asked a bunch of the people that I mentor, hey, give to the cause, and it was a very revealing thing for me to find out who really was like, hey, I'm down, I got this. And a bunch of people gave, and it's not like one giving more than, more than the other makes one person better than the other. But a big function of that was the degree of faith and confidence each person had in their capacity to give. Um, so like D, it was a big revelation to me uh, about that. And even in my own, being convicted in my own self about, do I have the courage to give? Now, do I have faith in God's ability to replenish, and do I have the courage to give? So talk about that aspect of confidence and faith over fear.
2: Yeah, I mean, they can't really coexist, right? It's either one or the other. We hear about that. And the thing about giving, giving activates abundance. And so once you get in the habit of giving, God will replenish, and he will go above and beyond, right? So that you can continue to be in a position of giving. And so with the whole idea of being at a position where you can invest, give money, help other companies, help other small businesses and and different causes and things like that, there is something that's called a helper's high. I remember Oprah talking about this at one point. It's a helper's high that there's something that goes off like dopamine or what have you when you give. And so people can get addicted to giving. And so that also happens in the world of investing. But I want to bring it back to the whole fearlessness thing, right? So when you can overcome that fearlessness or being fearful and and getting to that point of fearlessness, it sets you up for a different pathway with your money. And that is why I wrote my book, fearless finances. It helps to really build up that confidence and that courage that women have that stigma attached to them about being fearful about money. They take it out on retail therapy, buying the expensive bags, buying the expensive shoes, making themselves look good on the exterior part of it. But the the work has to be done internally to overcome that fear of how they handle money. Those are just prized possessions that you show off or maybe, you know, impress people you don't even know with those types of things. But at our very core, Black people, we've been resourceful. We have entrepreneurial roots that run deep in a lot of these different epicenters around the country, like Oakland, like Chicago, like Detroit, like Baltimore. And so entrepreneurship runs deep. So it's exciting to hear you've got a mentee that's really, you know, charting her own path. We have ways in which we become very um, you know, resilient. We have ingenuity, innovation, all of these run deep in our roots. And we have to be able to capitalize and monetize that so we can continue to be in a position of giving.
0: And to your earlier point, have the capacity to invest in one another. You and I have had conversations yeah. about, we need more people who can invest in Black-owned businesses that come from within the Black community Um, whether they're angel investors or others or people like Dee because Dee does a lot of this stuff um, that she doesn't always talk about this stuff but what everything that Dee talks about there's 90% of stuff she doesn't even talk about but it's about building the capacity for us to not just pat each other on the back um, not just say a prayer even though prayers are welcome but to say and by the way here's a check or here's somebody I know who can write that check Mm -hmm. but I I do want to pivot the discussion a little bit back to this idea of fearlessness and this idea, you're not talking about kind of pie in the sky. You know, you are very blunt and, and direct about, including our current environment, where people are, in their minds, have a reason to be fearful. And I'm going to, you know, quote that you gave, people keep talking about a recession as if it's coming, but what they don't realize is that it's happening right now. And you talk about being in bear market territory and, um, you know, stock market falling and gas prices rising. So you're still very much, making sure, no, we're talking about the real world environment. It's not about being fearless by pretending nothing's wrong. Talk about that and how our audience should be approaching even the current environment as they seek an abundant life.
2: Right, right. Right now, uh, there is a recession looming. I say, if you are familiar with hurricanes, I don't live in hurricane country, uh, but I was in Houston when Hurricane Rita and Hurricane Katrina swept through that part of the country. And so what we have now is a tropical storm that's kind of underway, but it's going to end up being a full-blown hurricane at a category four, category five coming up here in the next six to eight months. And so what we have to do as a community, as black people, black women, is we have to get prepared. So I'm telling my ladies, look, we've got to cancel hot grill summer. Um, It's gotta be turned down to maybe lukewarm summer because Mm -hmm. we've got a cold winter to prepare for. And so in order to do that, I like to say we've gotta be smart about it. And so the acronym is SMART that I explained to my ladies. S, we've gotta save. M, we've gotta have multiple income streams. A, we have to protect our assets. So asset protection is key because one hiccup could wipe us out, right? So we've got to be able to put insurances and things like that to protect the wealth that we're building as we continue to follow this journey. And then R is recession proof. We've got to figure out ways in which we can set our income on recurrent because our bills are on recurrent. They don't stop, right? So we've, got to come up with really innovative ways. And Black people are so creative in how we can actually turn on our income to be recurrent as well. And then the last thing is team. I really, again, can't stress enough how important team, community, relationships are because relationships are currency. So we've really got to you know, be smart about how we move into this recession because this one is going to be Really harsh, and we've got to get the lesson every time. But what they say, God continues to you know give you situations until you get the lesson, He's going to give us another situation, and hopefully, we can walk out of this smart and have learned the lesson. Wow!
0: So, talk about um, and I'm still sticking with this face over fear in the face of everything you described. Um, where are the opportunities that people should be prepared for? in this space, which is why saving is so important, by the way.
2: Yeah, so the opportunities are in those industries and sectors where we see the prices going up. We see prices going up with gas. We've got to invest in gas, oil and gas companies, right? They are outperforming the S&P 500. You're not going to see this on the airwaves. They're not getting a lot of airtime. Food costs are going up. I'm going to talk to my ladies today about investing in food companies like Albertsons, like Kroger, companies that we actually spend money with for our food costs, McDonald's. McDonald's has a huge history of weathering these types of storms. They're not going to fail during this upcoming recession they're going to make money. You know why? Because they're gonna bring back these value meals, these value items on their menu, and that's going to increase their revenue. So we've gotta look at companies that have traditionally been able to thrive in recessionary times, and that's where we need to put our money, as well as dividend paying companies, because those companies tend to be well-established companies, um, corporate partners, because their coffers are filled with cash, And so it's important that we look to those companies and not necessarily all the doom and gloom that we're going to see um, across the media, the airwaves, the CNNs and things like that, Um, because if it bleeds, it leads. But we really have to be smart about not being distracted with what's on TV and follow the money, follow the money.
0: You know, that is so important. Um, your points around, first of all, let me use your your analogy of storms. Storms do pass. I remarked earlier um, today, I was born during a recession, and I've lived through at least eight, including the one that happened when Black Enterprise was founded in 1970. That was founded during a recession. She is
1: the beauty and the brains behind Stock Stilettos, and she has a book, a new book. But before we do that, Um, I've been multitasking over here during this interview with her. I've been at the website and I want to ask the question and really tease out what the listeners want to know. And that is how we plug in. So I've been on your site and, um, and here's what I want to share. You know, remember I shared that story about, I really wanted to connect with women who are givers and lo and behold, God is super sweet. How about, A short time after that, I got a random email inviting me to somebody's house for an investor meetup. And Mm -hmm. the organization was something like um, an Essex or invest 1000. I told that woman I was going to be out of town, but because it was very clear what they were about and that they were asking and there was a give and they donated to a local charity, I said, I'm in. It was an answered prayer. It really was. I said, I wanted to be associated with these women. But when I got there, it was so yummy. But you know, they were all white, right? They were all white. Oh,
2: no. Yes,
1: they were. (laughs) Now, it was nothing wrong with that, but I was just... But you want to be with your sisters. I just thought, how come we can't do this? It was about, I want to say 100 women. This is how I know. It was 100 women. The gift was $1,000. So every year we give a check away for $100,000. In the community where my office is and where I live, and it's underserved. I, I was like, yes, it was clear. I was going to somebody's house. I'm bringing my checkbook, and I was happily writing a check. So I want to come back to you. I followed initially, and then I think I fell off. But so can you just tell us, is there, um, in addition to the circles, can you break down if we will find at Stocks and Stilettos an investment club, and like an opportunity to join a club and a community and courses? Can you just tease that all out? Because I want to circle back. Because I really, I, I wish that was you. thousand uh, dollars, D, is, is a hundred of us, and we're going to give away this $100,000? sign me up
2: that's easy do it let's do it Um, you know i do have some circles of friends i'm doing something with a good girlfriend of mine brandy woods who is the founder of child care millionaires Her ladies who own daycare centers across the country are looking to put together a private equity fund to invest in other uh, people's daycare centers and things like that. So these opportunities are cropping up left and right, to be honest with you. Um, I do run a program called Queens of Capital and um, we are an investing organization. We do pool money together and invest together. There is an educational component because oftentimes Black women have not been exposed to these different arenas within investing. So that happens as well so that they can be very well educated on um, how they're investing their money, where their investments are going, things like that. And that's going to build the confidence and quiet the fear in them when it comes to investing. So Queens of Capital is my 12-month mastermind. And then we have the stock success circle. It's really an entry point where we teach um, very fundamental investing principles, things like that, buy and hold strategy, putting together retirement portfolios, um, how to build up a Roth IRA to seven figures, things like that. So we go into um, some of the more fundamental things. And then um, we have the free Stocks and Stiletto Society. A lot of ladies come in that way dip their toe in the water to see and get a feel for what it's like to work with other Black women and to talk about money in a safe space. So we do have a lot of different programs, including our build a Bag program, which teaches women how to trade options inside of the stock market, um, where you can make money if the market's going up or down. We actually don't have investment clubs per se right now. We did have a huge program called Stock Sister Circles, but that program is on hiatus because we're actually having an app built to um, create um, camaraderie and actually bring technology into um, putting together these stock sister circles. So we are um, behind the curtain, uh, like the Wizard of Oz, working on um, a great piece of technology to help bring more women together to pool resources to invest. So uh, look for that probably to drop in 2023.
1: Awesome. No, that's good to hear. It totally makes sense. And, and I have great aberration and respect as a fellow business owner when we sunset. Things mm-hmm. or different aspects of our business to go to the next level. Um, I'm a, I'm big on sunset that, and I'm big on I'm stepping over this $100 bill. I see this low hanging fruit, or I see this thing right here, but we're gonna build something greater. So I 100% respect uh, that what you're doing. It's a big lesson for even yeah. business owners to understand. I think sometimes women, and a lot of times, unfortunately, even women of color, not understanding when you're growing and, and scaling a company, it's not even just growth. Like we're talking about scaling from a one to a few to one to many and tech enabled solution. Um, I too am working on a tech enabled enterprise solution and going to do around a fundraising round the end of the year. um, So I 100% get this. So um, last question. And then I think there is something else that uh, Alfred wants to tease up. So for those who do need funding, and I'm saying this because at two people. One, I know well, and actually I'm going to invest in, um, in, he's on a B round, I think, and I'm going to invest personally. Um, mm-hmm. And then I met a gentleman last night, a young brother. He's super sharp. He was a spoken word artist at EY. I mean, he said, I was a keynote. And they brought in the young brother who is um, a spoken word artist. And so he's got those kinds of deals. And I don't remember all aspects of his business, but I do know that there was a funding um, opportunity there. And so for those who are interested, or if we're interested in making some strategic connections of how we just think, you know what? We want to add stocks and stilettos to our other list of funders and, you know, equity uh, partners. Uh, is, Is there a way to make that connection or how do you do that? How do you do that?
2: Yeah, you can definitely reach out to me. Um, I work with a great friend of mine, Leisha Bell, who's actually over at PayPal Ventures. And so she's sort of my lead-in to the investment world over here in Silicon Valley. And so through her, we have different connections on Angel and VC, uh, fund-to-funds, things like that. Um, we've got great people like um, Tracy Gray, who just raised $100 million for her fund. First Black woman, I think woman ever, to raise $100 million. Then we have Bahia Johnson. She does social impact investing, and she's also got her finger on, uh, you know, millions of dollars. So there's some Black women out here that just have a lot of magic and money at their fingertips. And so you can reach out to me, and uh, we can, you know, make that connection for you for funding. But yeah, definitely.
3: As they D-
0: indicated, there is something I definitely want to cover before we, we wrap up our great conversation with you. And I'm circling back to what I mentioned earlier. I learned from the Wall Street Journal. I learned from Black Enterprise. I become informed by financial news, but I believe the word of God. Mm -hmm. And so, again, it's very easy to be reacting to even the news that we see now, recession, bear markets, and react in fear as opposed to acting in faith. But it goes back to, again, your mindset. Um, One of the revelations I had, For myself as I go on this journey of faith over fear when it comes to money, is I realized that if I use bad economic times, not to tithe, I didn't look back and say, oh, when when things got better, I started tithing again. No, if you're afraid to tithe, you're gonna be afraid whether the times are good or bad. And if you're afraid to tithe, you're afraid to do offerings. And and I can define offering as any gift you make to a charity to investing in somebody else in the name of God. So that it's not just the offering in church but if you don't have the courage to tithe you don't have the courage to give
3: right. and if you
0: don't have the t- courage to give you don't have the courage to invest which means you don't have the courage to give wealth to to build wealth i mean because that the courage is where the mindset the faith is where the mindset comes from so again i really do want you to you know in the minute we have left to kind of tie a ball around this idea that we really do have to reorient ourselves um, in our faith to not allow fear to keep us from exercising our capacity to build wealth.
2: Right. You know, as I mentioned before, fear wastes time, it gets in the way of progress. And so we really have to do the work to overcome the fear. And the way that we can do the work is by getting around people who are fearless, um, because it makes it possible, it makes it tangible for us to make strides in our finances when we do that. And so community is important, relationships are important. Um, And so you can turn off the TV, doesn't mean that you have to have the TV on and you have to absorb some of these um, negative messages that are going to be coming across the airways. And you can also pick up my new book, Fearless Finances which is due out in September and it's also on pre-order on Amazon. And I really help to work on the, the mindset shift so that you can get to the money that you deserve inside of the new book, Fearless Finances.
0: Yearless finances, that's what it's all about. Where can we find you on social media and and give us your web address again?
2: So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Stocks and Stilettos. And then you can check me out um, at my website, stocksandstilettos.co. So once again, thank you so much for having me on today.
0: Listen, this is another great edition of Be Lifted Up Your Guide to Living an Abundant Life. D, uh, our friend Cassandra.
1: Here we go doing hashtag it hashtag stocks and stilettos, everybody god bless and um and we'll see you soon and get the book get the book get the book <laughs> It's Be Lifted Up, and we are wrapping up an amazing show. And I just hope and pray that you were able to get one thing um, out of today's show. I think it was so rich in value um, to have a resource and to have an expert like Cassandra Cummings, who is the beauty and the brains behind Socks and Stilettos. What an amazing resource. What an amazing community. What an amazing opportunity for us to get rid of any excuse around investing. So um, great show. And uh, Alfred, I leave it to you to close us up because I have nothing else to say. I think so much was shared that I'm really pleased with the content. And I, me, myself, I'm going to go back and listen.
0: Well, I'm, I'm going to reiterate something, Dee, that I know is, is really a passion point for both of us. We don't want you just to listen and nod and say, amen. We want you to take action. And one of the greatest things about having Cassandra on the show today is that plenty of resources were provided for you to take at least one action. Get the book, Fearless Finances. Go to StocksAndStilettos.co. Avail yourself of the resources. And as always, one action, we always want you to take at every show is to follow Be Lifted Up and listen to this and other episodes at beliftedupradio.com, follow us across the social media platforms at B Lifted Up Radio that's the letter B Lifted Up Radio on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. And you can check us out at SiriusXM, channel 141 HUR Voices. Take those actions at least as a result of hearing this show. You've been listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I'm with DC Marshall, I'm Alfred May Jr., We'll check you out next time. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life.
3: Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network.